Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And tonight we're going to be talking about Killer Constable, a 1980 film directed by Kui Chi Hung, about a heist of the royal treasury where this really determined and somewhat murderous constable is assigned to the task of hunting down the robbers and bringing them to justice. And the plot gets a little bit complicated when one of the robbers, we learn, is basically doing it to protect his blind daughter and there's a lot of moral questions and ambiguity in this film and i think that's largely what we're going to talk about tonight um so so dion how how would you describe this movie because it is a little bit unusual it's definitely not your typical um chasing down thieves in um king dynasty but it's more of a character study of of people and their humanity and why they do things um, like you said, the one character is doing it because he's he's a robber because he's trying to protect protect his blind daughter who he's raising all alone out in the middle of nowhere. Um, the constable is just killing everybody, and you're not exactly sure why he's doing it. If he's liking it, or if it's just he believes it's his duty, but I believe there's something else more than that. Um, deep in there and then um, the person who actually commits the heist that we find out later um, is just greedy so it's a character study of really three three men on this treacherous journey and walking a fine line of all that they have to do I guess and uh, and yeah and I guess and so uh we should probably again. This is available on Prime, so I'd encourage people to go onto Prime and watch the movie. It's a it's a it's a really great film. Like I, I think um, I I want to talk about some of the questions you raised, but before we get into that, I just want to emphasize this is a, a Kui Chi Hung film who did movies like Killer Snakes and Boxer's Omen and Hex, and I he's one of my favorite directors. And one of the things that really struck me about the movie was how good he was at creating atmosphere with color and sound and you know just he, he he's just a, he, he just makes really good movies they look good they feel good and they they generally follow a fairly clear vision i find you know what i mean and, and, he, and, he, and he has quite a range actually like this is very different from a film like killer snakes uh so just before we get into sort of the questions of morality and messaging what what did you think of the overall filmmaking here I thought it was a really well-made film. You know how I am about emotion, and this film made me emotional the first time I, I saw it. It's, the end, to me, was very striking and very sad and brought tears to my eyes. Not an ugly cry, but I did cry. <laughs> um, um, just the... Like you said, the lighting was very striking in some points. Um, some of the scenes are dark, which to me connotates the heaviness of the film. And then there's the, it goes from light to dark. And I mean, there's never anything funny in this movie. So there are never any hints of humor. So, you know, it's a serious movie. Um, and to me, that was fine. I enjoyed it from beginning to end and, well, after watching it, it just kind of made me think about um, some things that we'll get into. Yeah. 
later. Yeah, Kui Chi Hung is very good at getting you to feel and to think. Like, like, and a lot of times in some of his other movies, the feeling might be more of a disgust or an unease. And in this movie, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's it's more in the realm of suspense and concern and you know just the the sense of danger that sort of hangs over everything um but there's it it, and i and i think also one of the things that it does that's really great is it does a good job of really sort of setting up all the different characters that you have to sort of think about and and worry about throughout the movie so you have the the um the Chen Quan Tai character, the killer constable guy. Uh, but you also have his subordinates who are all pretty important. You know, like there's the guy yes. who is basically on the verge of retirement, right? Who wants to go on one last, you know, big, or wants to go on one big venture with him, right? And, and right. so he basically is begging him to let him go and he reluctantly allows him, which, spoilers, you know, if you haven't seen it, please watch it first. But, you know, he, he it doesn't turn out well for him in the end. Though, it's a little bit amb- ambiguous, like you were saying about things before. Like it was, a, it's a bittersweet ending for that character, and similar for some of the other guys that that go along with him. Um, and so, uh, and the same thing with uh, the Gu Feng character, the the bandit leader who has the blind daughter. The the movie kind of pivots on that moment, right? Yes. Where you you realize like, oh, this bandit is caring for his daughter, and and it doesn't it doesn't do the I mean, it does make him sympathetic, but it doesn't make the whole movie about him being super th- sympathetic. You're still in the point of view of the killer constable, and that kind of matters for how things play out. Uh, and also, you know, the blind daughter herself, and even even the the villainous official, you know, at the end, you know, there's, uh, you know, you get you get a real sense of character throughout the movie even guys like the i forget the character's name but there's a jason Piao character i think his name uh on the hong kong movie database it's it's uh, fang something yeah fan jin peng or something uh you know even he sort of stands out do you know what i mean he has like a mm-hmm. he's very memorable and the and the wife and the husband early on that they interact with the the yes. wife that gets punched and then the husband gets killed uh and the wife is played by the marvelous teresa ha ping who I think does a, a pretty good job here as well, um, but but all these characters just they really are memorable and they stand out. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Getting into the 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 moral questions you raised, my first question is: Is the killer constable a good guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna. That was gonna be my first talking point. I don't like him at the beginning of the movie. Because I think the one character said it the best when he said that you you kill and therefore, well, I'm paraphrasing, that you're a murderous constable, not just, you're not killing, you're killing mercilessly. Yeah. So he's just a murderous constable and he must enjoy the name Killer Constable. But then another character also said something that stuck with me was that he doesn't lack humanity. It's his humanity is buried deep inside because of the job that he has to have. He has to take care of all these men, bring them back home to their families. So, you know, he has to deal with that. And he just doesn't take prisoners because it's safer that way. When you take someone or capture them and have to bring them back, then all that just leads to more bloodshed. It's better to kill them 
instead of yeah. drag them back. But yeah, he's really not a likable character. I would not call him a hero in any aspects of the word. He's a man doing his job who believes that his job is killing the bad guy. And I don't, that's it to me. He's, he's not any kind of hero. No, I, I and and even when they describe his humanity, the, I think the phrasing the guy used was his humanity is like a sword buried deep inside the sheath or something. Like it was, yes, it was a really, it. it was like a menace. It was kind of menacing the way he described it. Um, but yeah, I I don't think he is a good guy. I think he's the bad guy. I think number one, he's a Manchu, right? And in these movies, the Manchus are generally the bad guys, right? And it's it's almost it's almost like the movie doesn't acknowledge that until the scene where he's in that house with the Kufung character and he you know he, he says you know the reason I when he asks why are you doing this he says you know you know because of you Manchus have made us do it right and right. so you Materians have made us do it so I, I I feel like what he what the movie is doing is it's it's putting us in it's it's putting us in the point of view of the corrupt official. Do you know what I mean? Because even though this guy isn't as corrupt as the guy at the end of the movie, he's not bad like that guy. He's still a lackey. Do you know what I mean? He's still somebody who's been following orders and has been ruthlessly killing, you know, people that are, it seems by the end of the movie, resorting to banditry because they have to, because that's the circumstances that have been created by the, by the Manchurian government, right? So I feel like, what the movie is is we're watching a bad guy become a good guy by the end of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's a bad guy on a way on a path to redemption, but we never get to see the redemption fulfilled. Yeah, and that's the that's the question I have. So because because at the end of the, at the in that in that scene in the house, he's he's surrounded by men who he thinks are the bandit leader's men, but it turns out it's actually the 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 official that tasked him with this originally. Right. Uh, and 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 that's when he realizes, oh, he's been betrayed, and that it's it's all just you know, uh, it, it, it's 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 all because this official wanted to pocket all the money, so he's killing all of the he he specifically had this guy go out because he knew this guy would kill. All of the people, Everybody, yeah, not bring them back, yeah. And he was also hoping that the killer constable would be killed, so there'd be no evidence left yeah. over of he, any of his wrongdoing. He's a little bit like the Robert De Niro character in Goodfellas, who yes. like goes around whacking all the people so he can keep all the money from the big heist. You know, it's it's a little bit like that. Um, and and oh, so, and another thing too is remember that the killer constable collects all the money from each one of the uh, bandits that he kills. So not only does he get to keep the large share that he was keeping, but the the ultimate bad guy would have been able to collect all everybody else's shares because he was yeah. bringing them back. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, what, what, I, what I'm wondering about, though, is in that scene, the, the that's when everything kind of really changes for the main character where I think he goes from becoming a uh, a bad guy or at least a, a a member of this corrupted hierarchy that is you know pursuing good guys in the movie mm -hmm. and and he he realizes the Gufung character isn't that bad that he's 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 this is you know just a product of the of the situation that everybody is in and 
what what it, it's a really clever scene. Gu Feng, the bandit leader, he he says, "Look, this is my hideout where I always hide from the constables. There's an air vent. They only think one person is in here, so I'll uh, let me die. They'll think it's you, and you can escape. And all I'm asking you to do is to protect my daughter." And and so the next thing that happens is the killer constable shows up in town to kill the corrupt official who sent him off in the, in the first place, really in like a, what, what looks like a really anger filled revenge scene. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, there's a lot of spoilers here, but he, he, he attacks him in the streets. The fight go, it go, goes all the way back into the official's courtroom. And it's a really well done scene. Like I really like the way that, you're you're feeling the frustration of the killer constable every time he's trying to hit this official and one of the men leaps forward and blocks the attack it's it's very interesting to me that the thing that's always thwarting him are loyal henchmen do you know what i mean just like, like i know that's like that's always the case in these movies but it just seemed to be particularly the case here and i find it interesting because up until this point in the film that's essentially what the killer constable was you right. know he do you know what i mean and so uh so he's you know but but eventually he wears down all the men he kills all the men and he's able to stab the official but the official presses a button on the throne room or on the throne and a bunch of spears or i don't know what they are they're like some kind of arrow spikes come from the ceiling yeah one unfortunately stabs the killer constable in the head yeah and it's not it's not just a it's not a clean death scene it's not like like in a lot of movies where they want to sort of pull at your heartstrings and kill the hero he gets stabbed in the belly or something that something that just feels good dramatically but this was like right through the top of the head it's like the hardest part of the body that you, do you know what i mean like you can it, it almost hurts to watch and it it just i don't know something about it, it it's i feel like the director is deliberately doing that to get a reaction out of the viewer. Do you know what I mean? Like he wants you to yeah. feel unsatisfied with that death yeah. because, it's, Oh, go ahead. Well, for me, the unsatisfaction was that his redemption wasn't complete to me. The completion would have been if he had been allowed to walk out of that chamber and go and take care of the daughter of the, of the bandit like he had asked yeah but he doesn't get to do that and the poor girl is left all alone blind and how is she going to take care of herself so you know the the redemption to me is never really completely fulfilled which made me angry yeah it's yeah because and we see her in the rain in that last scene and, and it's that makes me cry yeah and and and, and, and you really have a lot of sympathy for her by this point in the movie because she's such a nice character. She helped she helped nurse the killer constable back to health. There's this great scene where the killer constable takes the bandit's horse from a battle and he ends up back at the bandit's house and the daughter thinks it's the father at first because there are bells on the horse to alert her. And when she realizes it's this other guy, she brings him inside and helps him. And then the father returns and because she's blind, she can't see that they both have swords, that they both want to kill each other. And they try to, they, the way they talk is if they're old friends, but there's this this looming sort of, you know, we're... You feel the tension in the room. Yeah, it's a really great scene. But but because of all that, you really feel for her by the by that final scene. And uh, I guess what I'm wondering is, on the one hand, I see that final scene. I'm like, well, it's karma. He sort of had to die to be redeemed. But then, like you say, 
he doesn't actually end up helping the daughter, which is what he... I don't know if he ever actually said he would do it, but it was at least implied that he would by going to that shaft. And and so, you know, so did did he... By going after this corrupt official in the end, was he just further committing down the path of evil or I don't know if evil is the right word because this movie is exists in a very gray morality but was he going further down that dark path uh, no, and satisfying I, himself or was he do you know what I mean because he's neglecting the woman that he's supposed to be protecting by doing that but I also think that as the constable his ultimate charge is justice and justice mm. would not have been done if this evil um, or corrupt official had been allowed to get away with stealing the money. There there probably was a better way to get around it, but because he's the killer constable, all he can see is in one straight line, I have to end him in order for it all to end. I would agree for you, or sorry, not for you, I'd agree with you, (laughs) except for the fact that at the beginning of the movie, we got that extended sequence with the Empress Dowager, right? And we see how like how comfortable she is living and how 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 corrupt the whole bureaucracy is do you know what i mean just like the i i feel like i feel like this is a a movie where there's two worlds the world of the manchurians and the world of like the han chinese right and that woman exists inside the world of the han chinese and when that robber tasks him with helping the daughter he's kind of inviting him into that world do you know what I mean? And instead, right. he continues in this world of the corrupt Manchurian government, where sure he kills this guy, but what's going to happen next? It's not you know he kills him, he dies, and now obviously just another corrupt official is going to fill his place, right? There's no nothing is going to change as a well, result. Well, the gold would, I think. The gold was returned. Yeah, but 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 who gets the gold? The Empress Dowager who was enjoying her lobster, and you know at the start of the movie, like. And I agree with you, but being, excuse me, That's being okay. that his job is a constable and he's to uphold the law, I'm using air quotes yeah. here, and he is a man of what he believes to be integrity, and he's got this one line of vision, mm. that's what his job is, Okay. Is to, um, to fulfill the justice by reclaiming the gold for the Emperor Dowager, who is his ultimate boss, and taking care of um, of the corrupt official. Yes, another one would have been put in place, but if he had returned the gold to her, he might have been able to retire and then go on to um, help the daughter and then live leave the world of the Manchus and enter into the world of the Han. He might have been rewarded substantially for mm. returning the gold and would have allowed him to t- take better care of this daughter but we never get to know if no because he dies yes so yeah. i just think that there are so many what ifs that are left at the end and i think i don't know i wouldn't have liked the movie better but another option would have been if he had escaped through the vent and just taken the daughter and moved on with his life and just left that whole world yeah. behind in the first place. Yeah, that that's kind of the ending that you want, but I guess it is the less dramatically, you know, interesting ending, right? right. Like that's the it's ending that I wanted too. Ending. Yeah. Um, no, but what's so interesting about this movie is 
I feel like what you're saying and what I'm saying are both very plausible. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like it's it's very it, you know, different people will watch this movie, and some of them will agree with you, some of them will agree with me, some of them will probably have completely different reactions. He's a he's really good at, at just not like like you get you get enough to feel like the director is giving you some kind of like he has some kind of conclusion in his mind right but it's but everything is plausible enough that it it really could kind of go in any number of directions and and that's why i say this really feels like a a morally gray universe that the characters are inhabiting and um and it's not just a when you first watch the movie you feel like ooh it's kind of like an exploitative he's a badass killer constable you know like sort of like a like a dirty harry type type character or something but the more you watch it the more you realize there's like deep layers to this movie because it's rewarding the more, more time the more and more i see it i i i have more and more questions and i say oh you know the last time i was thinking this but this time i'm starting to think this other way about the movie do you know what i mean i'm starting to mm-hmm. i'm starting to reevaluate it so i i i think it's 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 one of the I don't know. It's, it's kind of unique in that way. There's not. There's not. This is a movie that I find myself constantly going back to in my head, thinking about, just because I'm like, well, you know, what was the right answer to what the guy was doing at that moment? Like, what was, you know? Oh, go ahead. Well, I think his the director's intention is not to have a right answer because the world really doesn't have a right answer. Mm. The world is morally gray. And therefore, his movie was morally gray. Um, I just think that I, I'm like you. Every time I watch it, I get a different thought in my head, mm. and I go on a completely different tangent with what my what ifs would have been. But um, yeah, I just there is no right and wrong in this. Just like there was no hero and yeah. villain. Everybody was in their own way. Well. I was going to say that maybe some of his um, constable underlings were more of the innocent variety than not necessarily heroes, but definitely more of the innocent yeah. type. The, but um, Well, there was one guy, like you said, who, who was saying, I don't believe in killing innocent people. But then we do see what happens to him. Uh, right. You know, he he get, he really gets it. Um, not from the killer constable. Killer constable... Uh, spoilers again performs a mercy killing on him but it's it's it and then the other guy the older one who i think is also one of the more likable members of the group you know he he gets poisoned by the jason pipeow character so yeah um which that that scene is probably one of the best duels in uh in in wuxia film history that's that that is a that is a classic wuxia you know standoff scene uh and i love how it starts in that in that uh in that little inn that's and, and you know what that scene also is a strong indicator of of the morality i was talking about before because remember they go into that inn and i know i'm going on a tangent here but they go into that inn and he asks them you know in all these movies they say give us like you know wine and beef or whatever right and the and they always bring out these 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 dishes that make you hungry when you see them and in this inn he's like oh no we don't have any beef they, they, like it's it's terrible in this world now there's there's no there's no money there's no you know where are we going to get beef the world's we, in chaos where are we going to find beef and wine thank you yeah so so what do they have they have toasted bread like that's the last thing you want in a wuxia inn is toasted bread right you right. You, you want you want these you know 
terrific noodle dishes with beef or you want you know steamed buns with minced beef in them or you know you you want these very savory looking meals and so so i and i feel like the jason pipio character had this knowing look on his face the whole time and maybe that knowing look had to do with the fact that he knew that the constable was on the wrong side of of good in the in the situation do you know what i mean um, possibly you know so uh, but again um the, you know side point the the um so i'm sorry what what brought us to that point because i know i went on a tangent i want to i want to return to what you were saying oh that the movie was morally gray because the world is morally gray and there really isn't a right or wrong answer mm. to any of our questions and based on our experiences i think too we also bring that in when we're watching movies so we're all going to look at it differently yeah that yeah that definitely goes without saying um and i do and i do think it's again it's one of these movies where you know he uh this director i think he does a very good job of taking characters that normally wouldn't be the protagonist that would maybe normally be an antagonist of some kind Mm -hmm. and turning them into the protagonist you know what i mean like in the movie the killer snakes that character is really unlikable when you when you break it down and think about it he has sympathetic elements but he does a lot of horrible things and what he's good at is doing these character studies where it's like okay this character is fairly imperfect but we're going to focus on him and we're going to learn more about him and 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 that's that's not something that you you, i feel like you don't get a lot of that in wuxia wuxia tends to have more stark contrasts in uh you know in 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 the way characters operate and and so you know he's very good at committing to focusing on you know the non-protagonist character and and getting a lot out of it do you know what i mean like even think of the Mm -hmm. movie hex right that movie hex was anybody likable in that film i didn't watch it I thought you were in on the uh, the hex one that we did. Where... No, I didn't. I did black magic with you guys. I didn't. I refused oh, to do hex. Okay. All right. Well, if if you if if you had seen hex, uh, you know, I, I, none of the characters are particularly likable. They're 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 interesting but not likable. And so, uh, and and even characters that at first appear sympathetic and likable are uh-huh. totally not likable once you learn more about them right so um so yeah so 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 i don't know it's 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 i would say this is kind of a character study i think Mm -hmm, this movie definitely Um, even the um even the constable's um posse i guess you would call them they're very interesting um i like when they're on they set out on their journey and they're joking about the one guy's wife about how (laughs) she made the boots for him to keep his feet warm so he didn't get sick isn't he the one who ends up poisoned yeah yeah that is the one and And, then um they were talking about well did she make you a pee bottle yeah and then he had a response which was like oh i'm not like uh, you i'm not like you and still wetting the bed or something yeah (laughs) and i thought that the people that the constable chose to go with him was very telling because Usually the constable would pick the most ferocious to go with him. But because someone had made that comment before he chose about his humanity, Mm. I think he deliberately chose people that necessarily wouldn't have gotten chosen 
to go with him. So are you there saying were that there are fighters, fighters um, in in the ranks, but I he chose the married one. He didn't want the uh, groom to be to go, but the groom to be refused to stay behind. Yeah. Um, two relatively young ones, but um, yeah, I just I think that was a peek at his humanity. I'm not going to pick the most ferocious. I'm going to prove mm. kind of that I can do it without the muscle and the meanness. Is that, are, are they then maybe reflections of his humanity? Like, does that mean like as those guys die, that his humanity is, is, is I don't think his humanity is dying as his posse dies. I think his humanity is growing. Okay. As his posse dies. Yeah, I think you're right. Becoming to a realization with each one. And I think it really started with having to do the mercy killing mm. um, of the one that he, I guess, was the closest to. Um, so it, it, it just comes out stronger and stronger so that he's ready to meet the robber and end up in the vent eventually. I think all those things had to happen before. Otherwise, he just would have been on a tear the whole entire movie. But you could yeah. see peaks of his humanity coming out because I think at one point he probably would have taken someone in and just captured them, but it was too late by then. He mazzled, He's killed everybody else. He might as well mm. this one, and then you end up in the town. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, I think I think you're I think you're on to something there cuz I feel like they do they definitely seem to represent something meaningful about his morality and I think as they as they are killed it's almost like it transfers over to him. Do you know what yes. I mean? It's like a mm -hmm. the, yeah, I th that that feels right with what 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 happens with the film. Um yeah, just to get back to atmosphere too, there was one scene I want to point out because I mean, there's a, the whole movie is atmospheric. He's very, he, he's, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but a lot of his films are kind of modeled after like Giallo style horror, like the Italian horror movies. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, um, and, and, but there's one scene where it's actually a beach setting, which, you know, I wouldn't normally think of as atmospheric. Like there's that scene where he goes to the fishing house and he yes. kills the, you know, uh -huh. That scene, I grew up by the water, and I remember, you know, whenever we would go out and play, we'd always go to these areas where you'd have, like, the, the dried nets with, like, the fish guts in them and the lobster traps and mm -hmm. all these things. And and something about the way that scene was presented, where you had the sound of the waves, the sound of the wind that you also get from the water, the all of the rocky environment and the sand, and the netting, the netting that's throughout everything. It, I've never felt as much... Like I'm in a beach scene in a film. Like there are a lot, there are tons of movies where they shoot on the beach, right? There's tons mm -hmm. of movies that try to get the perfect beach shot and try to make you feel like you're at the beach. I've never felt like I've legitimately been at the beach like that shot. That's the closest I've ever seen in a film to what it's really like to be in a place like that. Do you know what I mean? In terms of feel, look, sound. Um, and and again, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you didn't have that reaction to it, but like to me, it was like a very deep genuine reaction to the scene like like this is definitely what it feels like to be in this kind of environment because i grew up around this kind of stuff do you know what i mean um, uh -huh. but uh yeah for i didn't have that same reaction i'm definitely not a water or beach person um but 
Well, I should say I'm not a water or beach person either, but I grew up by the beach. So yeah, I, I don't go in the water, Dion. I'm I I structure my whole life so I don't have to ever worry about being eaten by a shark. So oh, good. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people that I think people that go into the water are idiots. I think they're just asking for problems. So, which hopefully that doesn't lose us a ton of listeners because I'm willing to bet more than half of our listeners like going to the water, but. But I, I don't want to get eaten by sharks. So. Me either. But I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> go on. Oh, I've lost my train of thought. But it reminded me of... I, oh, I can't remember the movie name. It's very iconic. And it's the Japanese versus the Chinese. The, you know the movie. We've done it before. Um, with... Um, What's his name? I don't know. There's Norman a lot. Chu. Norman Chu is the Oh, Japanese. oh, Duel to the Death? And Duel to the Death? Yes. Yeah. That, the, that gave me that feel of that movie was what I was going to say. No, and, and that's... They, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. No, that's all I was going to say was when they had... The shooting at that beach scene reminded me of Duel to the Death. And how they shot that final scene of those two, and that that's a marvelous. That's a that's a classic that's like scene. My, yeah, that whole movie is just amazing. Um, but something about that beach scene, it, it, it that beach scene is trying to do something different. That beach scene is all about the 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 danger that they're in for being up on that high rock by the water. Like 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 the feeling right. that you get watching that scene is oh my god, I hope nobody falls. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. But I feel like this scene. While the action in the scene was great, I, I love the action throughout the movie. It wasn't really the point. I feel like he was trying to make you feel like you were really in that house. Do you know what I mean? Like it was—I don't know. I just got—I just got a different vibe from the scene. But I agree with you. It did. It, it definitely, definitely reminded me of that scene. Like I def, that was definitely one of the scenes that popped into my head when that when that happened. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Is there any anything else in the movie that I'm overlooking that you wanted to talk about, or anything that? Uh, we haven't discussed yet that we should? Well, we haven't really talked about the fight scenes, but the fight scenes are really well done. I just think they're secondary mm. to everything else that's going on or to the character study of the killer constable. Yeah, because when I think about it, I really like the fight scenes a lot. They're not... I don't. I feel like they're not all done in the traditional way. I feel like they're... Like, okay, the scene with the Jason Pipeyow character, that's a really engaging and suspenseful scene. It's like, it's like a standoff right. that starts at the end, and now I remember how we broke off from that tangent before. It starts in the end, and then it works its way into that scene at nighttime in, like, the, I don't know, like, abandoned city or something, or abandoned temple. And he poisons the guy's number two, the old man who uh, had the boots, and and then he chases the killer constable chases him for the antidote and the whole battle is kind of for the antidote it seems but mm -hmm. this guy just has all these tricks up his sleeve so the fight is all about the tricks he has and then when he tries to sort of do the 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 poison dart in the sleeve routine the the killer constable so fast he's able to to take his sheathed sword and slice him and uh, and and still kind of evade the dart, so it just goes through the top of his shirt or something. But I don't know that that scene to me felt like it was fairly representative of how action is handled in the movie, where 
there's action and it's cool, but your eye is kind of on the conversation being had or on like whatever the intentions of the hero are like in the final scene all that hero wants to do is stab the kill the the bad official you can feel it do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like all all the fighting is all just designed to make you want the hero to stab the bad guy and and so it's 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 i feel like in a lot of these movies you want to see swords clash and you want to see the twirling and you want to see all of the action but in this the action itself is an impediment to what you want do you know what I mean? It's an impediment to seeing him stab that bad guy. Right. You know, so so it's just it's just different. I don't quite know how to describe it. It's uh it's not it's not like it's not like I remember any particular moment the way I might in some other movies, but I do remember the feeling that it gave me. I do remember feeling like the timing was all really well done and mm-hmm. the way that they the way that they paced everything seemed to be really well chosen. And I feel like there were very well selected moments in the fight scenes that popped out, but none of the, but they were all moments like him getting stabbed through the head with the, with the spike or the guy using the poison dart sleeve. It wasn't any of the action moments themselves. If that makes sense. It was more the, here's something cool and interesting that happens during the fight or here, you know, um, but I th- I thought that I thought that it was effective. I thought that it that it, I thought that all the fighting uh, seemed to be shaped in service to the film. Uh, yes, there wasn't anything gratuitous about fighting. Sometimes I think some of these movies just have way too much fighting and not enough story where we get to know the characters. But I think this was equally balanced. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And this was a movie where I don't remember what the ratio of fighting to talking is. But a lot of times when you watch the movies, if it starts to slow down, you're like, okay, I really could use a fight scene about now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that feeling. I was happy to follow the movie wherever it went. And I never felt, and I never had the opposite feeling, like you were saying, like, oh, this fight scene's kind of dragging. Could we please get back to the story? I, I, so I think you're right. It's a balanced movie. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't ever leave you feeling like, okay, there's, there's just too much action going on or there's not enough action going on or not enough story. It, it it was very well very well made very well structured. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I just it gives you everything that you want in the movie. Well, it did for me anyway because I always like to have some kind of emotional reaction. I got that. I had great fight scenes. I got that. I had great characters that were well defined. I don't always need a hero in a movie. And you don't always need a villain. I don't think anybody in this movie is a villain to the point, you know, in some movies that you just have people that are just really maniacal and totally off the wall. But this was really a circumstantial movie where everyone was pretty much doing things because of the circumstances that they were in, except for the emperor, empress dowager and her official who stole the money they're just you know and I wouldn't even call them villains per se but um, it just I don't for me it was well balanced like you said it had the atmosphere the music was great because the music that plays at the end when the girl's standing out in the rain if that hadn't have been playing I probably wouldn't have cried as hard mm. um, 
you know? So it was just, the lighting was great. The costuming was great. I like the scene where the, um, I think it's the fishing house again, but, um, the guys are hidden on the side of the hill uh-huh. with trees on their backs. You remember that part? Oh yeah. 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 That was very ingenious to have your whole posse waiting like that. That, that was mean, a surprise. That was a big surprise when that, that happened. That was a big surprise. Yeah. I was not expecting that. And, and I, in films that are set back in this time, you don't get a lot of the camouflaging of people laying in wait. Yeah. They're usually hiding in a tree or hiding behind something, but they're actually not the, camouflaged or dressed as something else, which I thought was yeah. really cool. oh go ahead I was just going to say I really want to check out some of the director's other films Um, the ones that you mentioned there are reasons why I haven't seen those yeah I want to get into that in a moment I do just want to say the tactical stuff in this movie is great I love the way that that happens and then later it's revealed that that villain has um, that armor underneath his clothing and they do the thing Uh with the circle of fire and then when they get to the beach the killer constable realizes he can lure the guy into the water and get an advantage over him because he's got that heavy armor on and so Uh and there's stuff like that throughout the movie even the thing that leads up to the fishing house scene is all about how the guy tricks the other bandit into going there in order to Mm -hmm. have set him up to get done with the killer constable uh, but before that, even he kind of lays out what sounds like a really good plan of uniting with the different bandit guys. So there's all this tactical, right. strategic stuff going on. Um, I was thinking about that because I was thinking, man, it would really be great if we could get Dion to watch more of this guy's ho- this guy's films. But it, it, he, so many of his movies are the kinds of movies you don't like. That's the like like Hex definitely I think would be tough for you, right? Like I think we right. and and the other movie that that's that's a really great film, even though if I described the plot to you, it wouldn't sound like it is corpse mania, but you could probably tell from the, from the title alone that it's not, it's another yeah, type of film. Not uh, one of my types. Yeah. And then, you know, the bamboo house of dolls. I don't think so. Um, that's, that's just pure seventies exploitation. Um, and it's really violent. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to find a, another, another Quichi Hung film that Dion can watch because his I movies think really, a really are good director. This is a, well, for me, it was a good way to introduce because I would have never known he directed the other ones. If you know, I didn't do research. He's a really good director who just happens to make seventies exploitation movies. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the, that it, 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 you kind of have to take, the exploitation and the gru- gruesome elements of the movies with most, this is one of his more palatable films. Do you know what I mean? Um, so like, I don't know. I killer snakes might be pretty tough for you too. Um, I don't know. It's, we need to develop a way of testing how far you can go into these movies without committing to them. Do you know what I mean? So that, yeah. Cause I, cause I feel like, because there have been films in the past where I'm like, oh, Dion would not like this. And you ended up really liking the movie. And and so I don't want to, like, say, no, you shouldn't watch these films because I think you won't like them and I think they'll spook you if if you if you might end up liking them. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll try to figure it out. 
but anyways, we'll. Uh, I, I think I think we've we've discussed just about everything, and we're coming up on the forty five minute mark. So, what is uh, what is your rating and recommendation for this movie? My rating is a solid four. I really enjoy this movie. I think I've seen it five times, um, and it just gets me to thinking every time. There's nothing I can say that's bad about this movie. It's it's a really fantastic movie, and if you're a Chen Kwan Tai fan, I think it's good to see him in different lights. He's usually a hero, but not in this one. Yeah, and his acting in this I thought was really good. I thought He's he did an a excellent actor. Yeah, I, th- I thought that he did a lot of cool things with just visually with his eyes and stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. like, like the scene where, when like after the the speech about his humanity being like a sword you kind of see the that speech reflected in his eyes after uh-huh. he does the mercy killing do you know what i mean uh-huh. um and so uh yeah so I, I would give it a solid four as well i i, I would say solid four i i'm i'm a little bit tempted to give it a personal five but i feel like i know if i gave it a five and people saw it it wouldn't measure up to a five that do you know what i mean like people would be like i don't know if this is a five do you know what i mean like I well, feel, you're gonna have that problem anytime you do a you, movie. You are, my but my personal fives, no one thinks is a five. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know that, but I feel like with this movie in particular, there's something about it that it doesn't quite hit the five mark for most people. I think so. I'm gonna go with a four, Jamie. But, but I think it's a, I think it's a five. You know what? Screw that. I'll give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Go and, for it, Brenda. Yeah, I'll give it a five. And you know, no more, no more fence sitting on this five here, and uh, and the reason why is because of the the depth the movie has to it, its ability to build atmosphere, and its ability to you know give us these great characters. I think I think the fact that you and I were having that back and forth discussion about you know is he the good guy? What you know what what's the what's what's exactly going on with it? You know, all of those things really make it. Uh, not just a watchable movie, but a movie. If you watch it with people, you will have a conversation afterwards. It's that kind of film. Um, and I also, uh, you know, just want to say to people, again, it's on Prime. You should definitely go check it out. Uh, if you have Prime, check it out there. I think it's available on Blu-ray now too. So, you know, it's 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 definitely the kind of film I would I would I would even recommend buying. I I, I bought it, and I would recommend people purchase it if they if they are having trouble getting it. So, um, so yeah, so we'll be back on next week. We're going to talk about what movie we'll do. And until then, we will talk to you later.